Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guests are Caitlin and Melanie from the 512 Brood podcast. We're chatting all different kinds of beer-related shenanigans from starting a podcast about beer, some of the best distilleries in Austin and throughout the country, and just our favorite drinks in general. There's lots of other good stuff in here around building a brand, the power of community, and why it's important to just be nice to other people. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can do so a couple of different ways. Reach out via email, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com, or follow the show at GPCT Podcast on both Facebook and Twitter. You can also support the show by checking out the new merch store. Visit goodpeoplecoolthings.com, click the shop button, and you will be transported to an online store of all kinds of food wordplay. But first, let's have our conversation with Caitlin and Melanie. And I'd love to ask to start out, what was the first beer that you ever tried? Do you remember? Um, I, I don't remember the first beer. I do remember the first time I tried beer. And it was um, back at like my aunt and my uncle, they lived out on a farm and they used to always throw like parties and it was like adult parties, you know, and all the kids would be around and they'd get like one of the teenagers to be a babysitter. Like this was the 90s, you know, and my uncle, they would get kegs and my uncle, like, I remember so vividly, he like, like, you know, pumped the like tap and then like poured into like a red solo cup. And he was like, you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I tried one sip and I was like, oh, this is disgusting. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, he's like, you'll change your mind later. And (laughs) sure enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kind of similar for me. I don't remember the first beer that I had, um, you know, on its own. My parents are are really cool. Um, and so I do remember one time going out to a bar with them. I was, I don't know, maybe 13, 14. I was, I still had like the X's on the back of my hands and stuff. We were just hanging out and they had non-alcoholic beer. And I was like, oh, like mom, can I try one of those? And he was like, okay. And I remember I got this bottle and I'm sitting at the bar and I take a swig and I'm like, this is disgusting. Why do people do this for fun? And I just remember nursing that beer, non-alcoholic beer the rest of the time because I did not want to drink it. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Did you act like you were like drunk? And <laughs> <laughs> No, but because I knew it was non-alcoholic. Oh, but... okay. Yeah. That's making me think, Did have you seen Freaks and Geeks? Uh, yes, I love that show. It is. Oh, it's so spectacular. But the episode, which I believe is like the second episode of the series where they swap out <laughs> a keg at the house party with non-alcoholic beer and everyone just thinks that they're drunk. <laughs> oh, that's such a good show. That's yeah. I say that's my one of my favorite scenes, but I, I think I say that with like every scene from that show. I do, too. Every time I think I have one, I'm just like, <laughs> well, no, that, that one's also very good, too. Because I was wondering, I was wondering if you were going to... Uh, talk about when they like did their fake driver's license and it's like this big cardboard cutout of like a driver's license and you basically go stand where the ID is and it's like some dude taking a photo and you get like a fake ID that way like such a good show Melanie. Melanie have you not seen it? I'm terrible at watching TV. Oh we need to do a marathon. Come over. It's like what two and a half seasons? It's it's one season. It's even shorter than that. Yeah. I thought it was like one and a half because then it, it's like it got canceled like abruptly and like yeah. half of one of the seasons didn't even make it to air. 
Yeah, it's like all technically one season. But yeah, it's basically like what aired. And then I think maybe like ABC Family or something somehow ended up with the remaining episodes and just like aired them out of order like several months later. <laughs> so you get you get no <laughs> sense of continuity at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you know this, Melanie, but it's got like people like some of your favorite like A-list comedians in it, like um, Seth Rogen. Um, um oh god what's his name some of the other james like, franco's little... in there jason yes. siegel Dang, linda okay. cardellini who is currently starring in dead to me if you <sighs> such a good enjoy that show as well yeah we keep on talking about shows I know. for like 10 hours <laughs> this has become a tv podcast <laughs> whenever you want to start one of those jelly i am so ready <laughs> i uh, i'll message you offline i have i have a good idea for a show well i've been like we'll looking at newer yeah. shows and I like would love to get a show where it's like, you know, you follow it for the whole like series and. Uh, well, I can tell you, this will be a shameless plug for my other podcast, which yeah. is called Parks and Rec, <gasps> where we have been watching the entire series of Parks and Rec. One of our co-hosts works in the Parks and Rec department here in Austin, but has never oh, seen the so show fun. before. So well, really, he hadn't at the start of the podcast, but we are uh, our next episode will be the end of season five so we've uh, we've gotten through a good chunk of the show that is such a good idea like i i wish i could go back and watch like shows like parks and rec in the office for the first time ever oh, i know it's so magical so it's nice seeing it like through yeah. his eyes that's through, cool through that's a cool idea a child that hasn't, that hasn't <laughs> seen the show <laughs> like you're probably like i don't know i'm the type of person who i'm like like you know I don't know, holding on and I'm trying not to like tell all the spoilers and being like, oh, wait till this guy shows up or like, oh, she, he doesn't matter. He's gone in like two seasons because of like, you know, personal set drama, but yeah. <laughs> well, if y'all need any volunteers, uh, people who haven't watched any of the shows that you're going to be talking about, count me in because I am terrible at being on trend with TV. Melanie, I'm going to text you in like a day and be like, all right, I got a new name for a podcast. <laughs> We're going to watch this show. <laughs> Deal. Uh, I look forward to all of this and to getting Melanie <laughs> up to speed in the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> but before we dive too down, too far down the TV path, which I'm sure we will get back to at some point in this podcast, <laughs> let's hear about your podcast. What inspired the 512 Brood podcast? Um, Melanie, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. So when we... Uh, um when Corona finally like was first uh, coming around and, and we were starting the at home quarantine and everything, um, I texted Caitlin one day and I was like, Caitlin, we should start a podcast. Like I'm bored. I know you're <laughs> bored. We have all this extra time. Um, let's start a podcast. And she was like, Oh yeah, maybe like, but not like super into it. I think I was like, I think I was like, LOL. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like never said anything back. Like, <laughs> But I was thinking, yeah. I kept the idea in my head. Yeah. Well, the, and the thing is, is we didn't really have anything to like go off of it. And so like, we kind of talked about it. We didn't really know what we wanted to do. Um, you know, we kind of played around with the idea of making it like a gossip podcast or an Austin based podcast or like, you know, Caitlin wanted to do <laughs> a conspiracy, a conspiracy theory <laughs> podcast. And I was like, hard no on that one. <laughs> it's a lot of work, uh, that, that type of podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and then Caitlin had a brilliant euphemism one day um, for an idea for a name. Caitlin, you could tell him. Yeah, so like I, I kept the idea in my head and I was like, you know, I was definitely like looking for ways to create content, like different ways, like 
I don't know. I kept it in my head. I was thinking, and then it was, I was in like my hallway in my house. It was late at night. And I just thought of it like, why don't we call it, like, we could do this podcast. Like, why don't we call it like 512 Brood? Um, and when I had this idea, it was probably like two or three weeks after Melanie first mentioned something to me. And um, I came up with the idea because like 512, like, that's like the area code that we're living in, but that's also, it means something else. And like going number by number, like, Five um, is the number of dogs that Melanie and I have between us. Like, uh, <laughs> she's got three, I have two. Um, and then one is the number of beers that we would talk about on the podcast. And then two would be the number of people talking about the beer on the podcast. And I was like, that just kind of like really lines up perfectly. 512 brood, like it sounds, it flows nice off the tongue. And I was like, once we had the idea, or once I had this name idea, I don't know why, like with the name that I felt so on board, but I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I told her the name. Uh, she was totally on board. And we, I think it was the next day, we spent probably like two or three hours, like on a Zoom call, like kind of really talking about what this podcast would be. Yep. Awesome. And that's some uh, conspiracy theory level uh, number <laughs> analyzing there with the 512. That's... <laughs> I, I slipped it in. I slipped it in. <laughs> You still, yeah, you still got a little taste of it. You just didn't have to yeah. prepare 12 hours for every episode. Thank goodness. And then argue it with everyone on the internet, but. Right. That is the best part, yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of people have kind of been doing a similar, like, hey, why don't we start a podcast, especially with more downtime, with not being able to go out as much. And I think a lot of people are still kind of hesitant because they think it's this great barrier to entry and it's, you know, you need to have all this technical know-how, which you might just prove me wrong with your answer here, but I don't think you necessarily need. So how, like, what's your setup like? How did you, how did you get it out into the world? Yeah. So like, I mean, I would say like one of the hardest things I think some people struggle with is like, I know like a year ago I was not comfortable hearing my voice in video. I never did any video content, any audio content, but like I kind of just sucked it up and got over it. And I know that's a big hurdle for people, but I mean, at first we were doing like Zoom calls. We were doing it with our Apple headsets or like um, headphones, you know, with the little mic built in with the wires and which has surprisingly good quality. If you're on a low budget, I will say those Apple uh, earbuds or whatever. Um, the ones with the wires, not the Bluetooth ones. Yeah, the ones that come with the iPhones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we started that for a few episodes. Melanie's, Melanie has a friend who's like an audio editor. And he kind of like messaged her and was like, hey, let me help y'all. Like, <laughs> and so we brought him on. Like, he's helping his in college right now. He lives in Australia. So it's like a 12-hour time difference. So we went from doing Zoom calls to then doing like individual voice memos with the same microphone and headset. And that way he could kind of adjust the audio files together. But now we're recording together now. Um, we just started that last week. And we're using like a blue Yeti. Thanks to Melanie's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, so it's been good. I mean, it's definitely a learning curve, but it's probably one of the easiest things. Granted, me and Melanie are coming in here with experience of like building a brand and creating content and marketing that content, you know. My goodness, that segued very nicely into... <laughs> my next question for each of y'all, uh, because yeah, this isn't like your first kind of foray into this type of creating a brand. You both have very wonderful websites and I'll Thank let you, you do, uh, I'll let you do yeah. zoom rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. But 
uh, <laughs> can one of you tell me about uh, your blog? Or if you want to do a fun, this could be, feel free to shoot this down immediately. But if you want to talk <laughs> about each other's blogs. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Um, who wants, do you want to go first, Melanie? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so Caitlin, and, and correct me if you're wrong, but I think- <laughs> if, if, if I'm wrong. <laughs> Uh, did you start your Instagram or blog first? Uh, so my Instagram transitioned from like a personal Instagram to like my blog Instagram. So if you like, okay. I don't want to like tempt anyone to do it, but if you go back like over five years, you'll see, you know, me hanging out with my sorority sisters and like my day job <laughs> and go to college. But currently um, scrolling had, down. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> well, I've got almost like 2000 photos. So I think I have over 2000. So it will take a while. But I started the blog like five years ago, and okay, okay. I would Wait. say that Instagram became a thing when I moved to Austin. So, Caitlin, this is my moment. Hold on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, Caitlin, um, her, you know, living in Virginia, um, her and her boyfriend decided to move to Austin, and he's kind of the one who introduced her to the craft beer scene, um, which is kind of what got her into like realizing that beer is like so much more than just going to a brewery and like drinking beer like there's so much fun behind it and so she's created this beautiful amazing brand um that you know is not only an amazing like advocate and voice for the craft beer industry but she also you know showcases how fun it is how you know beer travels how to you know everything that encompasses beer and you know what comes with that she does an amazing job of covering. So, you know, if you ever need to go on a vacation and you want to know what breweries to hit up, like there's probably a Caitlin guide, a big world, small girl guide to help you with that. Um, and yeah, no, she's, I, she's the reason that, you know, I got kind of inspired in starting my own blog. So I, I thank her for that. Um, you're gonna, oh my God, I feel like I'm crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that you, you're totally right. And thank you for saying that. That like, was really awesome. <laughs> If I miss any points, like go for it. Uh, yeah, Melanie's got a dog account. She's got a dog Instagram. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so Melanie, like most people, when they get dogs, you know, they take a whole bunch of photos and share them to their Instagram account, Facebook account, and I guess Melanie saw the potential there, and she decided to provide like so much more value than just like photos of cute dogs, which she has three of, and she's been like. Like her blog, it's not just, it's for dog owners. It's not just for cute photos of dogs. Like it's for people, like there's helpful articles on training, like on great, or like, you know, travelists to go traveling with and great places to go see. And this, I almost feel like she's like what I do for craft beer, what, what she does that for dogs. And she's so good at reaching out and like networking and connecting and like supporting other content creators. And I really think that's helped her grow. And like the amount of value that she provides to her audience is incredible. And that's something that always keeps me inspired because she does so much more than just like a cute little picture of a dog and like five words as a quote. Like she's actually providing value and helpful tips and training like notes and helping out local businesses. So, oh yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, I have dogs myself and like her blog is something that I use as a resource like regularly, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're all sobbing now, so <laughs> the rest of this podcast will just be fighting through tears. It's cool. It's great. It's great. Yeah, we're um, fine. That's like 2020. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> going down dark paths. It's great. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's fantastic. And, and totally, I always appreciate dog resources as well as someone who recently moved from one to two dogs. Uh, oh, congratulations. Thank you. He is great. Is it a puppy? Yeah, he's about a year and four months old now. Um, so oh, he's still got okay. lots of puppy energy. He is currently uh, awaiting a hip surgery uh, at Austin Pets Alive for uh, an injury that they think he maybe was hit by a car. Um, but he's, what I didn't know this was a breed, but a Jack Russell Terrier Dachshund mix. So a Jockshund. Is, Jackson. Is, that sounds uh, like a like a, like a boy, like a little boy born born in like 2019. Like that's his name, Jackson. <laughs> Nobody get any ideas. It's like I mean, Josh and Jackson. He is a little boy born in 2019. So there, you go. <gasps> there you go. I can't wait till like you know this year's list of top baby names comes out. And it's like <laughs> his name's first. <laughs> Jackson and a lot of other ones that'll just make me shake my head and discuss. It'll be great. So you've both got your your blogs and have kind of been running for a while. What's something that surprised you about having these accounts? Um, you can go first, Melanie, if you want. Um, I guess I always, and especially when I, as I was transitioning, because I did start out as just like a cute dog picture Instagram where I was not really providing any value or content aside from just cute dog pictures. And I, um, when I was making the change, I think something that I was really scared and like worried about was that I was not really going to be welcomed into this, like, you know, you think of it as like a clique of like bloggers and influencers and like people who, you know, are running really successful accounts. And I was like, as I got, you know, started getting out, like invited out to events and stuff, I was like, am I going to fit in? And then turns out like, uh, you hear this all the time, but like these are normal people, and everybody that I've met is so nice and so welcoming. And I think that was a very welcome surprise, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's another thing that I contribute to my growth and success with my blog is getting connected with the network of bloggers here in Austin. And I don't know if that's unique to the city or what, but like connecting with them has been so great. And it's like, Developed real f- friendships, just like me and Melanie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nice. I do feel like it is unique to Austin. Uh, I, I say this having lived in other cities, but I guess I wasn't really <laughs> blogging while I was in those other cities. So who knows? Maybe there's great blogging communities everywhere. Uh, but Austin's definitely does seem very special. And I would even extend that to the music community, too. Like, everyone is just super supportive and welcoming and happy when things are going well for other people, which... <laughs> seems like a foreign <laughs> concept to, to some folks so uh, it's it's really good to see yeah. and super helpful yeah yeah I would just wrap it I don't know I kind of like sum it up as an Austin thing then because I I, I would say the same thing about cra- like breweries they're very yes. supportive and it's a huge community with them and they're always helping out with each other whether it's like oh yeah you can bring my beer your beer here or like oh your keg your kegger or whatever like your keg machine broke yeah bring it over here and you can fill up your kegs here you ran out of crawlers they're always helping each other out one way or another when it's normally that should be like your competition yeah it's so wonderful to see and we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna make you uh do a little a little more thinking here but i always (laughs) think this is fun for uh people that have booming accounts do you have a favorite or most memorable post um do you caitlin you go first 
Okay. Um, I guess it's pretty like subjective, right? To like what's memorable, what's favorite. <laughs> but one pose, it's always the stuff that like surprises me that does really well or like that I never see coming that does really well, takes off, something that's shared by everyone, commented on, people are tagging. But it was like this picture recently recently of me at the seafood restaurant in Austin called TLC Austin. And it, it was me holding up like a king crab leg. And it it's like my highest engaged photo like of the year to date. And like, I guess the past 12 months to date. And yeah, I'm like, that's pretty interesting. I've got like a beer in the corner of the photo, but it's like, it's a pretty good looking crab leg, I'll say. But <laughs> <laughs> that one was really fun. I just, it, it was funny because I was like out getting that photo and like, my boyfriend and I were like, the lighting wasn't good. And like, you know, it just wasn't a good situation to take a great photo. And that was like the one photo I could like, I don't know, scrounge together. And I don't know, it turned out to be one of my best photos of the year. So it is a cute photo. <laughs> Gotta give that crab leg con- content that people crave. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, well, I guess not to bring the mood down at all, but uh, that's But you're job. about to do it. <laughs> Um, but so I have, like Caitlin mentioned, I have three dogs. Um, my great Dane was diagnosed with lymphoma about, um, like six months ago. And, um, I've always been, you know, he was at the time he was diagnosed and he's doing fine now for anybody who's like about to tune out because they can't handle it. He's fine. He's in remission. Um, but so we went through chemotherapy and I, I had been a vet tech for a few years and I, it still like kind of hit me like a wall of bricks when he was diagnosed. So I created this blog post to like kind of walk through others who might be going through this experience or, you know, have gone through it in the past, you know, about what we did and what helped and what didn't help. And the blog, the Instagram post where I announced that is this picture. It's one of my favorite pictures of Paulo and I, um, and that is, it's not my most liked picture, but it's definitely that post where like, I had so many people reach out and like share their stories and like thank me for, you know, writing my story and, and how it's been able to help them go through the same thing. And to me, like, that is the main reason where I was like, Hey, I'm doing something that even if it only helps one person, like I'm happy. So yeah. It's so much more meaningful in mine. <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked something like that. <laughs> Caitlin's no. like, so mine's a crab leg. Uh, no, that is that is a great photo. And their TLC's crab legs are very good. They're good. And it was like king crab. But no, Apollo <laughs> Apollo's also a king. He's this gorgeous, like great dane who's like, I don't know, five foot tall. <laughs> Eats like four cups of food like seven times a day. No, he he's a champ. Like he everybody who sees him, everybody like he puts a smile on everyone's faces. People cannot like resist themselves when they're around him. They're like, "Oh my god, can I pet him?" I'm like, oh, like yeah. Melanie's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, he's drooling all over you." And they're like, "I don't care." Like, <laughs> keeps a ham. Yeah, he's a sweet little pup or big puppy. <laughs> I remember when yeah. I first adopted my first dog. I was looking at good apartment dogs, and Great Danes kept popping up on the list, which I they're thought amazing. was like outrageous and then I actually met a great Dane and I was like I could see this like they're kind of they're kind of really chill and like super yes. friendly and, and like just great to get along with like I know I, I know I mean people have said it just 
when we've been out, Melanie with Apollo, but they're like, oh, I bet, like, I bet he requires so much energy or like, he's probably a handful at house. And you're like, no, he pretty just like, just chills on the couch all day. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to sleep, eat, and like, drill. <laughs> and drill. Yeah. But he doesn't want to do that. That just happens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just the uncontrollable drooling. Uh, that's the you should see my my ceilings. They're covered in drool. Hey, this <laughs> sounds like a fun time. <laughs> what? Why are your ceilings covered with drool? Every time he shakes, it just goes everywhere. When we had to move out of our, we we moved not too long ago, and when we moved out of our last house, we had to take a magic like get on the ladder and take a magic eraser to the ceilings because there was like drool splatters everywhere. The, the craziest part is they have, like, 20-foot faulted ceilings. <laughs> Just kidding. <it's> not. <laughs> they have skylights in every room. <laughs> this is a, a bit of a side tangent, but I just uh, I saw something that Michael Jordan's mansion in Chicago is still on the market. Apparently, it's been there for over 3,000 days on Zillow. Whoa, Which is, crazy. like, eight and a half years or something like that. And I was looking at pictures on, on uh, I think it was on Business Insider. They were just doing like a tour through his house. And just the level of excess is fantastic. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody snagged that up yet. I feel like that would be, you know, kind of for a lot of people like, yeah, I live in Michael Jackson's old house. He must have like really bad neighbors is what I, <laughs> like people go to like see the every single night. Right. Like it's some like TikToker like next door. Oh no, God, that would be. I would hate that. <laughs> no mansion would be big enough. No, he like lives next door to like Jake Paul. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well, the article is saying talking about uh, you know building your brand that what was maybe driving people away was that the gate has a giant twenty three on it, uh, being you know Michael Jordan's number, and it's like the the realtor whoever whoever they were quoting i don't remember his name i'm sorry sir um but he was like the state manager yeah just a state manager was like people are gonna have to do a lot of work to make it their own it's obvious michael jordan lived here oh my there's probably like little like chicago bull like emblems like everywhere and like and i'm sure like it's not even like the house number is like 23 whatever drive you know like 23 probably has nothing to do with a property. <laughs> you could probably turn the 23 into like something cool. I don't know, like name your 23 house. 23 and like... me could buy it up. Yes. <laughs> new HQ. Is there new offices? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it There's does like have something... a full basketball court in there too. Like that's good. I was going to say, I, I bet it's something where like they took out the kitchen and put in like a full basketball court. You know? There are also <laughs> a lot of very wealthy basketball fans i'm surprised nobody has you know the price after that long it should like really yeah. go down yeah it's at uh i believe it was 14 and a half million uh, that's it half of its that's initial it? asking price i know oh, shoot i know so then, Caitlin, let's uh let's get this podcast rolling we'll go we'll go have these on it <laughs> get right? that sponsorship money <laughs> have the real estate agent sponsor your next episode one day Boom. one day YouTube. i'd be like you can reach our audience um <laughs> Hey, we can do, I have a brilliant idea. We could do 512 and then turn the three into a B and make 
there was the rest like put brood behind it. Yeah. 5123 rude. <laughs> that could be the street name. That's the address. That's rude. Okay. That's happening. Thank you for the side the side tangent. I think it sparked some amazing ideas. Can we tell your next episode where you talk about us buying this house, like as a news story? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This will be we'll have a live uh, live call in from the, we'll the cigar room yeah. yeah thank you i grew up in chicago so it'll just i can stay with my parents come pop over oh, wait right it's now. in chicago yes it's, it's in chicago i'm sorry i should have nope, i should have clarified this yeah <laughs> it's like winter there like nine months out of the year that's the best part that's the word you know how people complain about it being summer here for nine months? no it is like, not the best part i will it, i will vouch for this cold, no but, but but it's not cold it's like three foot of snow at the end of march <sighs> That sounds amazing. Oh, and it's right. cold. It's still cold. Yes. All right. I, All right. I, I feel like I should look at the Ch Chicago weather right now. It's probably like 34 degrees or something. Oh, man. It is. Oh. Those winters. <laughs> I do not miss those winters at all. It's no. just like you're out for 10 minutes and you get frostbite. It's great. How long did you live in Chicago or that area for? I grew up there. So oh. through high school. So like 18 years. And wow. it, again, 18 winters <laughs> were plenty <laughs> I feel like it's it's a lot it's like people with straight hair always want curly hair and people with curly hair always want straight hair I feel like it's that with like people who grew up in for the most part people who grew up in Texas are like oh I want the snow I want the cold and then people who grew up in the north they're like no I want I'd rather have 115 degrees every single day yeah yeah well the thing with the snow is like a lot of people don't realize this who don't grow up in areas of snow a lot is like it's only pretty like when it's snowing or like yeah that evening then it turns into that black slush. yeah or like iced over like mounds of just hard <laughs> ice um yes. and it's annoying because I don't I don't know I grew up in Virginia so we had winters but it wasn't anything like Chicago winters and you know once it snowed just a little bit like nobody would drive and I don't understand how anybody drives in the snow so I couldn't do anything that's like hard winter I've really never had that yeah, I don't know how people drive in the snow either, and I have done it many times. And <laughs> there have definitely been times where I, I remember coming home from, I was picking up a takeout, shout out to Pita Inn in Skokie, Illinois, a great place, like four blocks from my parents' house, and I was driving. And to get there, it's like one turn, and then I just pulled on the side of the street, got it, was coming back, was making this turn to come back. The car just kept going straight, and I was like, mm, "All right, this this is where I need to be turning here." And then I was up onto the curb for a second. I'm like, "Nope, that's not good." And eventually got sorted out. But yeah, you were you going like super. I was gonna say, were you going super slow too? Oh or? yeah, it was like less than ten <laughs> miles motion. an hour. Yeah, and it it was just. <laughs> it's like normally when you do something in a car, you expect the car to react uh, to what you're doing. You know, you turn the wheel, the yeah. car turns. Not so with snow. <laughs> No, just does no. its own thing. You turn it. It's like slow motion drifting when you're like turning curves, and you better hope that you're going downhill all the way. God forbid you have to go uphill, but oh, that's the that'll worst. be the next Fast and the Furious. Like slow snow <laughs> in a small two wheel drive car. Anywho, no, you can fix it all. I think anybody who's listening right now who like lives in the north is like, oh, you just need snow chains, but like you literally like put chains on your tire, and it's like no big deal. Yes. <laughs> so we know, we know, but. <laughs> Man, automotive technology. It's wild. <laughs> right? 
that's what this podcast is about now. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's every six minutes we change the theme. <laughs> like <laughs> you just reach a new audiences, like all the audiences. Exactly. Yeah. We're capturing short well, attention spans. Stay- like put, put those tags on your show, like TV, like car. Freaks and gigs. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yes, basketball, sports. Yes, Jordan's going to give go. us a shout out on the next uh, The Last Dance documentary. Hey, if his house gets built or, or bought after this podcast, I feel like it's kind of, you know. We oh, get we'll get that. a commission for yeah. sure. Yeah. We we'll should. At least like record an episode there. Yeah, I think that's fine. He's got yeah. a cigar room, which probably just smells terrible. Uh, but... <laughs> it probably does. It probably. But the stories you'd hear in there, I'm sure it would be well worth it. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet there's like a movie theater in there too, and I'm sure he's got a really cool pool. I don't know. Do people in Chicago have pools? I don't yes, know. there was an infinity pool in there with like a, a thing of grass, kind of walking out into it. Like instead of a staircase down, it was like a little island of grass which oh that's cool yeah seemed like a, a maintenance nightmare but fun <laughs> i mean when you're a multi-millionaire bajillionaire like it's no big deal that's true if you've got 19 bathrooms in your house you're probably not worried about any maintenance oh my goodness i couldn't even 19 it's like which one am i going to use right now <laughs> i think i'll take the scenic route today right <laughs> i haven't been to this one in the far side of the house in like eight months <laughs> oh gosh lifestyle what a wonderful lifestyle and to take another uh, quick little left turn but also kind of getting back to beer at least in some regard uh maybe this is again just an austin thing but i always like the artwork uh that are on cans of uh craft beer uh so what what are some of your favorites or do you have any or are you just like the plainer the can the better um I'll say like, I don't know. I really appreciate the like cans that look like artwork, but I do, I love branding and I love when like Austin Beer Works, their cans are so simple and graphic and bold, but you can recognize their branding if they took away the A and like, even like the beer style, like you just see that image, you know? So I really appreciate that. But yeah, I think it boils down to that. Um, I know Batch Brew House has a lot of really cool can art and they mm-hmm. do that. Um, the art comes from their their workers like their employees submit artwork for the beers or you know they might create a beer for the artwork so yeah i mean awesome breweries have definitely stepped it up uh in the last like year or so i feel like with the artwork on cans and it, i i hate to say it but it i really do think it helps sell beers because of, oh absolutely yeah who are some of your favorite melanie like ah uh, it's really I, you know, not to piggyback off of you, but I think I have to. I, I definitely, I love when breweries like Austin Beer Works and um, like Circle Brewing, their, their um, can art is very simple, but you can definitely tell that it's Circle no matter where you go. Um, so I do like when brands, you know, have a, dis- a design and they stick to it and, you know, just kind of um, have like little variables sprinkled throughout. But if I'm looking for, you know, a new beer and I'm at the grocery store or the gas station or something, I hate to say it, but I definitely go for like the eye-catching cans. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, it can be very overwhelming looking at, it's just like going to the bookstore, the library. Yeah. And, you know, at least luckily I can look, or we can look at the beer can art and be like, 
oh, that's a style I also like. So let's definitely do that. And that's from mm -hmm. a city I went to once and I had a great time there. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit more than looks, but it definitely pulls your eyes in to have, and like what could be an interesting can design is so different. Like some, some breweries get really artistic with it. And then some are just like a little graphic, like, I don't know, cool little design made in <laughs> illustrator, you know, that's just like a repetitive, like yeah. ombre wave. <laughs> And then like slap the logo on it and then call it good. Yeah, which I think it. is fine too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really subjective. What, make, what makes you go for a beer at the grocery store, Joey? Oh, I, I don't know if I have anything that wasn't what you just said. Uh, but I, I do, I'm definitely, my eyes are drawn to ones with like wackier artwork, I think. But yeah. I would say like Carbock Brewing does a very good job of catching my eye. And theirs are essentially just like two-tone squares like repeated around the cans uh yeah so very like bold. you can you can certainly make it work either way i like blue owl a lot as well which they have the logo yes. and they're kind of playing with like the top and the bottom of the cans um but i don't think this is an actual brewery but i'm thinking like if there was a kangaroo like in a giant boot soaring across austin <laughs> like that would be i that would catch my eye and i'd be, oh, I'm, You'd be like yes I'll that check one. This out. um but love going to hub -E <laughs> and just mixing and matching uh, yes yes any, any i mean hub -E is the best but any, yeah we can yeah. we can give proper <laughs> shouts to any store that lets you mix and match beers but uh, at hub -E just grabbing i like i specifically will go for breweries that i have never tried before and in mm -hmm. some cases, yep. I've never even heard of. Uh, and to give just a second plug to Parks and Rec, it's always fun to feature uh, new drinks every episode. And so we, like, I've certainly enhanced, expanded, expanded, that's the right word, expanded my, yeah. uh, my palate at, for sure, like doing that show, just because I'm like, well, I don't want to say like, I'm drinking the same thing in multiple episodes. I need to try something new. Oh, that's, that's, that's so gross. I know. Like, why if you like something? Why would you drink it again? It's so dumb. <laughs> no, I was going to ask. So, because I think we struggle with this a lot, and I do with my Instagram, but I go to the beer store and I think I really restrict myself to like Aust the Austin section. And I'm like, no, I can't even look at the, the national craft beer brands, you know? And it's just like, I kind of got to think outside of Austin sometimes. And it's nice to support the local breweries, but there's some really good stuff being brewed, even in other parts of Texas. So, yeah there's a lot in Austin like, but go ahead Melly. well I was just gonna say I agree with you and like I definitely right now if you looked at my beer collection like 99% of it is Austin beer which is great but I feel like a lot of the times too when you go to the grocery store and like you're looking outside of the Austin section you don't see it's very rare to like come upon a like an a small craft brewery mm -hmm. that's distributing to Texas which is also like Yes, I love some of the bigger breweries, but at the same time, if I'm going to go spend my money, I feel like I always kind of want to, you know, part of me is like, I, I have to support my, my little small breweries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that segues, <laughs> again, very nice. I'm all about the segues on the show, as you have probably noticed, <laughs> which is great. We're flowing really good, though. Yeah. We'll keep this up. We'll be on for like another few hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have watched all of Freaks and Geeks by the end of it. It'll yes! Be that's a plan all along. <laughs> you guys tricked me. Oh, you'll be thanking us by the end. It's fine. <laughs> One of the things I like to do on this podcast is ask a question that you wish you were asked more often. And I very much enjoyed yours of when 
you're not drinking beer. What are you drinking? Uh, do you want to go first, Melanie? Can I answer for Caitlin? Because I feel like I know what she is. <laughs> you answer. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> if you leave out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Caitlin is probably drinking a rum and coke with a splash of lime. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> or, or any drink with rum, uh, which kind of falls into like tiki cocktails. Um, I love yes. tiki cocktails. They get a little complicated though. So I don't really make them too much at home. But if I see them at the menu, on like on a menu at a restaurant. Um, and then if it's not alcoholic, uh, I love Red Bulls and iced coffees with some half and half. <laughs> I can feel my bones like revolting just hearing that. <laughs> right. I drink a lot of water too. <laughs> That's good. Balance so, that. It, it erases everything actually. <laughs> yeah. Balance. So Melanie, um, I don't even, I feel bad because I don't. I couldn't even begin to guess what your favorite is. It, is it is it tequila? No, no, no. No, that's what uh, you don't like. Tequila makes me feisty. I can't. Tequila is for special occasions. Uh, no, I usually I'm a whiskey girl. So I, if I see a cocktail with whiskey, um, I usually go for it. If not, an old fashioned is usually my my go to drink. And um, if it's non alcoholic, I really like Coke Zero. I know that's like kind of basic, but. I do like the taste of it. I'll say too, um, honestly, like when I drink a lot of beer and I get a little bit tired of beer, I will go for cider. If I want something fizzy like that, I could just pick up. And unfortunately, like Melanie's not a fan of cider at all. Hey, I'm working on strange. it. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I also so. like, I've kind of hopped on the seltzer bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Does for that mean you've though. been having white claws? <laughs> Well, yes and no. If, like, if we go out to bar and, and that's all the only seltzer they have, you know, I'll go for White Claw. But um, I kind of like, I feel like there's so many on the market now. I kind of just like trying them all. A lot of breweries, a lot of breweries are making them now. Yes. Yes. Like even locally, like St. Elmo's, Oscar. Um... Elker Brewing just released one that I really want to go pick up. Oh, shoot. That reminds me. I, I was supposed to go pick up beer from Zilker today. I forgot. Oh, no. They probably drank it. You know how they are. <laughs> they actually told me yeah, they I know did. What I'm yeah. doing. They messaged. Oh. <laughs> I went there and had a beer with them too. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me. We we texted you. You just didn't answer back. Typical Melanie. Typical. Classic. Classic. Well, you just I think you just named three breweries while you were answering that question. I but <laughs> for the top three. What are your top three breweries that you recommend people check out once it's okay to, you know, get back out in the world again? Do you want to go, Melanie? Um, yeah. Uh, should I should I say three, or do we want to do like one, one, and then Caitlin and I come up with one? Um, why don't you do three? I think they might be different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I always my first go to is always Nomadic Beer Works. Um, I think the everything about them is awesome. The owners are awesome. The tap room is awesome, and everything that they've brewed is delicious um so nomadic um do we have to is it just austin beer austin breweries uh no do do wherever (laughs) your favorite breweries um second i really like vista brewing out um in the dripping springs area i think they are phenomenal they're um 
their Dark Skies is one of my favorite beers. And then last but not least, I'm going to have to go with a Miami brewery that I wish I could go to every single day. Uh, it's called Vesa Sur, and it's a Latin-inspired brewery, and so they do a lot of um, sours and, like, juicy, fruity beers with a lot of Latin fruits that I just think are phenomenal. I wish we had something similar. I know there's a lot of breweries that kind of play around with that here in Austin, uh, but none that are, like, specifically just that. I, I will say you should, if you like that, go to Isla Street Brewing in San Antonio. They're, like, Latino. Yes, 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 yes. I've been there. All their beers are like based off of like traditional like Latino snacks and food and like they have like a, con- yes. a concha like stout and um oh my gosh I'm gonna butcher all the names so I'm just not gonna say it but like they're like the super cool dudes you know. Yes, yes, it's a cool brewery. Yeah, I like them a lot. What about you, Caitlin? Ooh, okay, so me um. I get asked this question a lot and like typically I'll like ask people what kind of beers do you like and where are you mm-hmm. staying in town because we're not a city that has public transportation really so it's hard to get around but still with that being said no matter what they say I tend to like say these three breweries um I always love saying Lazarus because I think they have great tacos um it's a really cool place to go like in the middle of the day even on a weekday um they've got great beers English style Belgium styles one of my favorite beers in Austin they have, it's, it's like a golden ale um, that was brewed with coffee and it kind of, it's like a yellow beer, you know, so it's really light, but it like tastes like coffee and it reminds me of a nice coffee actually. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that's a great place. It's right off 6th Street, Lazarus Brewing. Um, It was started by like two guys who were pastors or something. They've got a really cool like origin story. Um, Another brewery that I love is Pine House Pizza. Mm. I recommend Mm. this to every single person who comes here, whether they're asking about beer or not, because controversial opinion, but they have the best pizza in Austin. Um, And they've got three locations. They're working on two more. So like they've got locations all over town. Um, Their electric jellyfish hazy IPA is one of the most well-known staple. Yeah. And one of the most uh, crave, I don't know, crave, but like sought after beers in all of Texas. Um, They're really cool. And it's just, I don't know. They're a really cool brewery, and when we first moved to Austin, we lived right down the block from their north location, and so we were there probably a couple times a week. And then finally, um, this brewery was started by two alums of my favorite brewery, one of my favorite breweries, um, Austin Beer Works, but St. Elmo's, or St. Elmo down south. I love recommending people that because there's also, like, in the same little strip, there's, like, a whiskey distillery, a winery, a coffee shop. Yes. And one of the best food trucks in Austin, the Sour Soft, is right there. And they come out with new beers every Friday. It's a great place with live music entertainment. And yeah, it's a bunch of, like, you're going to, you go there, and I say this a lot, but like, you look at their beer menu and it's all over the place. Like, yes. Really well done beers for everyone. And they have a seltzer too. But so yeah, those are my top three Lazarus, Pine House, and St. Elmo. Fantastic. I'm with you that Pine House is the best pizza in Austin. Yes. Don't ask me. <laughs> It is great. And you know what? Do it. Do it. I no, like, at me. Yeah. I want to fight. Yeah. I, I'll fight about it. <laughs> we, will, we will get into fisticuffs over pizza. I'll send you some pizza rolls and then we'll see what you say. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. In that case, I hate Pint House. Send them over. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I also, they, one time I was with a friend and they have, uh, 
double happy hours. So they, they have one at like a normal happy hour time, the nighttime happy hour. And I was with a friend for the nighttime happy hour and we were sitting near a vent so we could smell into the kitchen. And we were (laughs) like, you know, that smells real good. Like maybe we should go order something. And we went and it was like two minutes after the kitchen had closed when we finally got up to order. And so we were like, oh, so there's no (gasps) food. And then they gave us a token for a free pizza the next time we came. And I was just like, that's fantastic. Like you didn't need to do that. They're so cool. Yeah. I also say those vents are definitely like strategically placed too. Oh, absolutely. It's all part of the aesthetic. <laughs> yes. It's all part of the marketing. You're like, hey, I know you're just here for beer, but do you want to smell this delicious pizza? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Pine House used to be a staple of uh, my birthday celebrations when I lived uh, by the South location off South Lamar, where it would be a Pint House and then Blazer Tag which happened a couple years in a row and reminded me of being 12. It was fantastic. Yes. Oh, (laughs) I was like blazer tag. eh? (laughs) I still have not found out why, why it's blazer. It's just laser tag. I don't know. Wait, you guys were wearing blazers, right? Well, that's, that's just my daily attire. Yeah. It's just always a blazer. (laughs) With a birthday shirt underneath that said, it's my birthday. Oh my gosh, there's an elegant man right there. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. That was almost the name of this podcast. Elegant, elegant man? man. Yeah. Elegant man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It sounds like a horse name or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my list of uh, racing horse names. <laughs> I like that you also already have a list of racing horse names. That that and ska bands. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which a lot could be overlapped, like a lot, a lot of racing horse and ska bands. Very true. Oh, yeah, it's more like a Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> I look for it. That'll be the header for this image, this episode. The Venn diagram. Oh, please! People will be They're confused. gonna have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, if people okay. want to get in touch with the show or. Uh, if they want to offer up more ska band names or uh, <laughs> yell at Melanie to watch some other shows, how can they get in touch with you? <laughs> um, so right now, we the easiest way to be is send us a message on Instagram. We're on Instagram at 512brood. Um, we're also on Facebook and Twitter at the same handle. Um, or you can tune in. every. We release a new episode every Friday. Um, and it's at 512broodpodcast.com. Yeah, and I, I'm a, and I have my own blog. If you're really into craft beer and traveling, come check me out. I'm Big World Small Girl. You can find me on all social and the internet at that. So, yeah, and I have. Um, if you're looking for some Austin dog uh, content, uh, my Instagram is gr- at Great Golden Weenie. So I have a great day in a golden retriever and a dachshund mix. And uh, my blog is Three Dogs One Bar because I wasn't going to name my blog Great Golden Weenie. <laughs> <laughs> It makes me mad when she says that because I'm like, you should have done it. That's still traffic. Like, <laughs> not the kind of a lot of disappointed traffic. <laughs> exactly. I don't think I get the right kind of ratings. Um, but even if even if you don't have a dog, you should go follow Melanie right now. I feel like whenever I see your photos pop up in my feed, it is such a nice relief. And I don't know. I think they call it eye bleach oh. or whatever. But nice little thing seeing like doggies pop up in the feed when there's so much craziness online. So. Oh, yeah, even if you don't you. own dogs, like it's still a great account to follow. <laughs> we do share a lot of uh, broad topics, but 
Thank you. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, still topics behind a cute little photo of a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, Caitlin and Melanie, thank you so much for having on the podcast. This was great. This was, uh, thank you so much for having us. And it was good catching up with you. I know it's been a while. Um, Hopefully things go back to normal and we can keep on hanging out at restaurants and bars and stuff soon. Yes, I like this plan. And of course we will end with our corny joke. I have one that's uh, got a kangaroo involved in it since I I mentioned (gasps) my favorite artwork that doesn't exist yet. I'll tell two and we'll see which one. Okay. Which one gets a better reaction. Okay, so a kangaroo walks into a bar and orders a beer. The bartender says, that'll be $10. You know, we don't get that many kangaroos coming in here. The kangaroo goes, at $10 a beer? That's not hard to understand. But like, so kangaroos are just not down to pay $10 a beer. Yeah. He's saying like, oh, it's weird <laughs> seeing a kangaroo. Whereas the kangaroo. And it's weird t- paying $10 a yeah, beer. Yeah. The kangaroo is just like, ah, eh, $10. Okay. Okay. Then the other one is. Oh, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was so good. It was great. It was great. Um, it was great. It's so good. I can't wait. I'm telling that one next party. <laughs> yes. Or maybe you just send me the like transcript. I know. I feel like the the drinking jokes are like less funny than. Well, there's so many other good ones, but these ones are all just like walk into a bar type ones. Like uh, definitely like a formula, but yeah, I don't know the old. Also, I there are some that I'm like I know I've heard and or told myself, and I don't know if I've said them on the podcast. So it's like, do I? <laughs> we do. I I also liked this. This isn't even really a joke, but uh, what do you call a balanced diet? What? A beer in each hand. Oh, yep. After today, people. <laughs> yep. 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 The winner. I love that one. <laughs> no. Okay. I was gonna say you should go ahead. Keep on like using jokes. If anybody catches you reusing a joke, be like, I'll buy you a beer or something. Or wait, wait, just... can I tell a joke? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you just have jokes that you like pull off the top. Is that a is that a thing people have like jokes that they just pull off the top of the head? I have one okay. and it's my go-to. <laughs> okay, um, okay. Why does a why does a duck wear feathers? I because don't know. it's a bird. To cover up its butt quack. <laughs> <laughs> are you eating laffy taffies right now that is some like laffy taffy joke stuff <laughs> i love it it's my go-to joke i, I love it i love it <laughs>